I am always interested in seeing how our politics unfold. And of course, with the 2022 campaign season upon us, we're going to see a lot of interesting moves. But it particularly caught my eye when Republican candidate for Governor Darren Bailey announced his running mate yesterday. She is a conservative radio talk show host, and the notion of a talk radio host growing up and getting a real job really did catch my attention, although it should be noted we once had a lieutenant governor in Illinois quit that job to become a radio talk show host. So it might just be a lateral move, but nonetheless, she is in it to uh, become the next lieutenant governor of Illinois. She is Darren Bailey's running mate. Her name is Stephanie Trussell, and she joins us live here this afternoon. Welcome to the program. Great to have you here. Oh, it is my pleasure to be on. But I have to defend uh, talk show host. I worked really hard as a talk show host. I was my own producer. I had to go out and get my own guests. I was constantly working. So, you know, so I have to just speak up for those hardworking talk show hosts. That's the story of my life as well. I'm, I'm right there with you, but I don't have any particular ambitions to be lieutenant governor. You do, on the other hand. So, so tell us what got you to this point and why you would like to serve in that capacity. Well, you know, being on the radio for seven years, I was blessed with the opportunity to, uh, where I was forced to pay attention to all the issues. I was that minivan driving mom, talking to myself in, in, in the car as I'm dropping off my kids at the various sports, and I had an opportunity to be on the radio, which made me really have to pay attention. I've interviewed politicians, candidates on both sides of the aisle. I have just been involved with the issues just constantly. I'm so excited about an opportunity to really make a change in people. You say Illinois people throw up their hands like there's no hope. There's nothing we can do. People are counting the days to their last kid graduate so they can have an extra plan to get out of here. And Darren Bailey and I want to make people, uh, you know, maybe put a pause on selling that house. And we want to make a real change in Springfield. I'm so excited. I grew up on the west side of Chicago. That's where I developed my family values and, and my work ethic. And um, now um, for the, I moved to, to the suburbs in 1994, raised my five children. So I am that demographic everyone talks about minivan driving a mom, but now I'm a grandma with one car seat in the back, and that's an SUV. But those values that appeal to everyone, I know the Bailey platform can just attract voters that we normally wouldn't. The pandemic has exposed that the overreach of power, and people don't. some people don't want their kids to have to wear a mask. If they want to wear a mask, great. Some people want their kids not to be forced to get um, certain medical procedures just because this is, this is what they're telling us we have to do. Darren Bailey speaks to people that want freedom. They look at the other states around us. No other state has mask mandates in this area. We are an island. Maybe Churchill won't give up that power. And so I, I know we can appeal to people that we normally, that may not even look at the Republican Party, but Darren Bailey is the name that you hear over and over again. She's the one that spoke up and said to J.B. Prester, you can't do that. I want to come back and talk about the pandemic response in just a moment because I agree it's a very important issue. I do have to ask, though, as lieutenant governor, you are that heartbeat away. And we have tried our hand here in Illinois a couple of times now at putting people in the governor's office with no prior governmental experience. That includes the guy that you yesterday called a failure, Governor J.B. Pritzker. So why would we want to have someone with without that government experience in that position one step away from the governor's office? Shouldn't experience count for something? Well, certainly I I would agree with you, but you know what? People are tired of professional Republicans and professional Democrats that work together just to keep the status quo, and that's why people are fleeing Illinois in the numbers that they are. I am very qualified because everyone knows I was on the radio for seven years. I'm very 
um, current on all the issues. They know what my values are. They know I'm unwavering. And most of all, they know my passion for the state of Illinois, but also for uh, Chicago and the West Side, where the Democrat Party has completely forgotten about the community that I grew up in that was once thriving in a safe place to raise your family. And now it's unlivable. We know what's going on up there. No one seems to be concerned. And, and that's my heart. I worry about the people that are living up there without school choice, forced, forced to go to failing school, forced to be walked to school via safe passage routes, things that no one's talking about. And now the one area that was always safe was always a, just a place to go to. I, I could take the train, I could take the bus, and I'd be on Michigan Avenue and I'd see a movie or I took dance lessons. It's not even safe to go down to, to downtown Chicago anymore. And it's just unfortunate that we're not standing up and telling people, hey, wait, we got to do something. Enough is enough. One of the big things you said in your speech yesterday as you were introduced to Senator Bailey's running mate is you, you talked about uh, implementing zero-based budgeting, making every state agency defend every dollar that they spend. Now, I know Senator Bailey uh, has looked through the budget. I'm sure you are familiar with it as well. Can you give us some idea of where some of those cuts would come? Uh, you, you talked about freeing up enough money to be able to provide a tax cut for Illinoisans by the end of your second year in office. So you have to have some idea, I would think, of, of where you might be cutting? What sorts of things would you be looking at reducing what the state spends on? Well, we all know we hear it over and over again. It's um, overspending, it's um, corruption, and just, you know, we just we just think there's this unlimited budget and we just put it on the, um, we, we just have the government pay for it, we just have the taxpayers pay for it. Well, I, you know, joined the team yesterday. I'm getting beefed up on all those areas. I would certainly have a better answer um, at, at a later date. I am um, so confident in the policies that that um, I'm sorry Bailey has laid out, and just his entire time as, as state rep, as state senator, and I'm confident that the plan that he has is, is going to be the right plan to um, to save our state and just not take for granted that this is just unlimited money and it's only the taxpayer money. That's one of the reasons people are leaving. They can't afford to live in Illinois. You can pay off your house and you're the taxes on your house can still strangle you. People in the south suburbs have gotten to the point in some of those little towns where they literally just walk away from their house and take the loss because they can't sell it. The taxes are out of hand. And those are the people that we're talking about. So I, I won't go through a line item of everything that we're going to do, but um, just keep continuing following us on bailyforillinois.com, and you'll see all of our plans and all the things that we are promising for the great Illinois. We're talking with Stephanie Trussell. She is the running mate of State Senator Darren Bailey, Republican candidate for governor. Uh, in your speech yesterday, uh, this is a, a quote. Uh, I'm just going to read this. It said, quote, we need to get the woke left political agenda out of our classrooms once and for all. It's time to teach our kids to chase their dreams, not to be a victim or hate one another. Now, uh, I'm the, the husband of a teacher. I'm the parent of teachers. And I'm kind of curious, where, where do you see this happening? In what classrooms in Illinois are kids being taught to be a victim or to hate one another? Okay, I love how you're trying to say that CRT is a Republican talking point. Just because something's not labeled as CRT, we know what the underlying message is, is that America is inherently racist. America has this original sin of slavery that we just can't overcome. That's what they're teaching their children. Let me tell you, my children are 36. 17. My son Reagan turned 17 today. Happy birthday, Reagan. And my four adult children were given an opportunity to have access to a phenomenal education. They were treated like everyone else in their class. They weren't treated 
that um, that it's racist and we have to speak maps a certain way. I'm paying attention to the issues. And everyone listening to me, if you don't believe what I'm saying, you need to pay attention to what they're teaching their kids. I don't want their kids, the kids to learn that white people that are oppressed and black people are victims. I am not a victim. None of my children are not victims. All my children have thrived very well because they were treated equally like their students. My big concern, like their fellow students, my big concern with Reagan, he's a junior. I want him to get out of the high school without somebody trying to tell him how to be a black man in 2021. Just, just, just treat, this is the greatest country on the planet. Just treat everyone well. What we do well is amazing. Everyone just getting along, loving this country, working really hard. And so to come along all of a sudden, everything is racist. We're tearing down statue of abolitionists, for Pete's sake. I, I, I got to ask again, though, where, where is this happening? Where where are kids being everywhere, taught? You're a, everywhere. Ma'am, everywhere. I, I've got to disagree understand? with you on that. that I, I'm not I'm seeing sorry. that well, anywhere. I hope, that you, I hope your wife, I'm sure your wife is an awesome teacher, and I'm totally sure she's not teaching that. But in my little school district, teachers are being targeted because they have a back-to-blue flag in their classroom. If something were to happen at that high school, who are they going to call? They're going to call 911 and pray to God that a police officer shows up to stop that bad guy. Where, where in America is it bad? To love policemen. And we, I grew up, I'm 56. Officer Friendly would come into my school and give out coloring books, and we love the policemen. We respected authority. What, what has to happen to that is you have to be embarrassed to love the policemen. You have to be embarrassed to say that, that um, I, I love everybody, and they'll say, well, if you have, what have you done for racism? What have you actively done within your racist just by default? This is the stuff that's being said. I pay attention to this. And this, I, did, I was on the radio for seven years. I was there when Black Lives Matter popped on the scene. I had to interview my dear friends have written books about it. This is what I did 24-7. I was on the radio by myself. I had to take calls. I had to know all of these issues. Again, my children are 36 or 16. I'm telling you what I know and what's being talked well, about. I've I been on the radio for 25 years, and I'm telling you what this I know as great. well. And, and I, again, yes. mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on this, but this notion yeah. that kids are well, being taught you're a victim or that, you're, that white people yes. are oppressing you, I'm just not seeing that play out anywhere, not in well, this I'm community so at least. Well, that you're so blessed that that's not the situation. And I'm going to tell you, uh, again, my son, is, my oldest is 36. The wonderful teachers that, that taught my oldest children, I have so much respect for them. I have relationships with them. They're upset about some of the things they're being taught. The school boards are in complete control of things. And people that I love, I live in a small town, so my school board members, I stop in grocery stores with them. I love them. I mean, we have close connections. But some of the decisions that they're making, some of the things that they're teaching, unfortunately, are not the grassroots things that kids need to learn just to be successful. Would I mean, you take, would you take local much. control away from those school boards? Would you have that be more mandated no. by the state? No, we want local control. We love having the opportunity to pick who's going to be on our school board. We don't want federal government to come in. How can the federal government tell us how to run our little school board? And because I'm sure how you do things where you're from is a little bit different from where I live. You know, I'm a conservative. We're all about local power and people having the power. We don't want the federal government involved in that. They have much more important jobs to do. What would your advice have been to a Governor Bailey had he been in charge when the pandemic hit? You you talked earlier about you don't think we should have mask mandates and things in place. Should the state have done anything to try to slow the spread of the virus? Well, you know, they keep saying follow the science, but we never talk about the fact that 99% of the people that get the virus survive the virus. Let's address the people that are truly at risk. I had had COVID. My family had COVID. I know how serious it is. I am a a black woman, 56 years old, that's type 2 diabetic. I'm one of those demographics where they said, be careful. I know it's a serious condition, but to do what they did to overreach their power is unacceptable. How can an abortion clinic 
and a pot store be essential, but yet a mom pot store or restaurant, that's not essential. How can you tell a busboy that's working at a restaurant, earning money to pay his rent, to pay his mortgage, to send his kids to college, how can you tell him that his job is an essential? Every other state that didn't overreact has managed to thrive and do well. Let's really, you know, we're an island, Jim. There are no other states around us that have mask mandates. This is unbelievable, the power that he's um, just abusing. So I, I, I know that one thing that I'm confident in, Darren Bailey is not about mask mandates. It's about freedom of our state. He's given us the liberties that everybody else around us is enjoying. Your uh, your Twitter feed has been getting a lot of attention since you were announced as uh, Darren Bailey's running mate yesterday, including comments you made about Donald Trump in 2016. You called him uncouth, disgusting, a man of very little character. Donald Trump hasn't changed uh-huh. since 2016. So what has changed? Because you don't say those things about him anymore. Well, you know what? I know we promised until 550, but I, I've got another thing. But I'm going to answer that question. I love this question. They dug that up. But they dug, dig up the day. When I had the transformation and when I realized why Donald Trump was the best candidate for us, I know that I love talking to people that don't like Trump because I get to tell them, hey, I, used to, I was one of those people. I, I loved another candidate. Trump was very hard to like as a candidate for a lot of people because we didn't think he was conservative enough. But you know what? In October 2016, I hopped on the Trump train, never looked back. I, I voted for him in 2016, unlike some of the people who say I, vote, I got on the train after the election. No, before the election. 2020, I campaigned for him, talked about him on my show, I um, and I voted for him. I've been to Back to Blue in D.C. I, w- I was on the South Lawn when Trump recovered from um, COVID, and he addressed the Blessed Group. I was there. I love Trump. You know what? He sold us a lot of sizzle as a candidate, but once he became president, he was phenomenal, especially for what he did for black people. He did more for black people than any other president in my modern age. In fact, no hands. I'm not going to even argue that comment. That that so brings up another up everything on my brings up another so tweet I, that uh, that surfaced today uh, that uh, depicts oh, Barack please. Obama with fried chicken, a watermelon, and a Colt 45 mm-hmm. in front of him. That was a tweet on your feed from uh, a number of years yes. ago. Can you explain that one? Uh-huh. Well, you know, it's so great how people don't do their due diligence as journalists and look up what I was responding to. Michelle Obama, first lady, had said that she's giving black people permission to have fried chicken after they vote. So here they are pandering to the black community as usual. I'm disappointed in, in the, the first couple, black Obama and, and Michelle, because she was a South Side black girl, just like me. I was a West Side black girl. What they did to ignore what was happening in, in our community, they allowed Chicago to become the murder capital of the world. And for her to say that she was saying she was so typical Democrat and pandering to the black community, and that, that, that was... That's what I tweeted, but it was in response to what Michelle Obama had done. And anybody who's a real journalist would know that. They would remember that. Because that's what I was doing at the time. It was a sarcastic remark, and it was just in response to our first lady. How do people learn more? I got to go. Just real quickly, how do people learn more about you and Darren Bailey's campaign? I'm sorry. Where do do they go to find out more about the campaign? of course. Okay, go to baileyforillinois.com, and that's where you can sign up to join the movement. A great movement. Everybody's just ready to get on on, on this train to get to just do something different for our state. This is truly hope for us to go down to Springfield and do something different to shake things up. And and I'm just so excited to be on the bus to, to join them. And I'm meeting some really great people out here. I'm energized, and so I'm so happy that we had a chance to talk. Likewise, Stephanie Tressel, candidate for lieutenant governor here in Illinois. Thanks so much for your time here on WMAY.